0: at that time we were at a place where we were going to lose our house and i was absolutely crushed i was so distraught emotionally you know i was basically talking to god and saying you know what god i think my family would be better off if you just took me out Welcome, everybody. This is Gene Girdley, and you are joining me on my very first podcast called The Miles and the Markers. And I want to thank you, first of all, for joining. I know there are many of you who have shared incredibly humbling things about the book. And I've spoken with many of you about some of the experiences in the book, the way I've laid it out. And I thought, why not walk through the book in a little more detail and share a little bit more information with those of you who have enjoyed the book, and then also maybe those who haven't heard of the book or haven't experienced the opportunity to read some of the stories, some of the miles, which are the stories or the markers, which are the learnings that. I experienced along the way, mostly from my business life in automotive. But the good news is that a lot of these things apply across the board for life in general, which is why I've categorized this as a business podcast, because it really is mostly about business. But the book is called The Miles and the Markers 52 Weeks of Experiences to Improve Your Life and Enhance Your Journey. And you'll see as we get through it that there's more to it than just the 52 lessons along the way. Uh, But I start out with a dedication to my family and for all those who have faced adversity and didn't believe they could change their circumstances. So a lot of the stories that you will find in the book are about the changes that I went through in life, the experiences that I had, the stories behind that and how I reacted. Sometimes it was good. Sometimes it wasn't good. But I certainly learned lessons along the way. Now, here's a unique side note about the book. And this goes out to those of you who received one of the first 30 copies. The formatting of it was odd. Uh, The table of contents didn't show up. It had different um, chapters that were not aligned with the miles. Sometimes there were duplicates of chapters. So I tell a little story about how, you know, if I ever become famous, (laughs) those of you who got those first 30 books, hey, you're going to have something there. (laughs) You're going to have, I've got one of the original Gene Girdley books that was Messed up, right? And that's, isn't that funny the way the world is and the way things go? That if you get one of those odd, weird, strange copies, it's like if you're a coin collector and you find the coin that had a funny mint mark in it when it was stamped out, it's worth 20 times more. So maybe you're one of those people listening to uh, this podcast today. So I'm going to start with the introduction. And as I mentioned along the way, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about additional things from the book. So it starts out with a great deal was learned while writing the miles and the markers. There was self-discovery and the impact my writing has on others. We don't live our lives on an island or in a vacuum. There is a ripple effect to everything we do. This makes nonfiction autobiographical material challenging to write. My experience, at least, was painful. Turns out that my stories aren't just my stories. Telling a story about fulfilling a personal goal didn't mean it was a dream come true for others. So I'm going to stop here and give you a little bit more information on that. Um, I sent out my book to several people prior to publishing it, and including family members. And there were some stories. That were in the draft that were pretty personal Uh, experiences about things that I felt and actions that I took when, for example, in 2008, after the crash of the auto industry, uh, and I got uh, my contracts pulled from me from General Motors. And that's a story later on in the book. um, Basically, I had no income for quite a while. I don't even remember how long it was, but at that time we were at a place where we were going to lose our house. And I was absolutely crushed. I was so distraught emotionally that, um, you know, I was basically talking to God and saying, you know what, God, I think my family would be better off if you just took me out because I got this big life insurance policy. Just take me out, God. Well, I had written that in the book and someone called someone else and said, Hey, did you know that he wrote this, that he actually experienced this? And it hurt that person that, that I had written that in the book. Um, and I realized that, you know, my stories and all of our stories, when we tell them things that we tell, Hey, it may be, healing for us. It may be beneficial to us to tell the story. It may be truth, but we don't always know how other people might be impacted by that. So I decided to leave that story out of the book and include it maybe in another book, maybe more miles and markers. Um, But that's what that first paragraph in the introduction was about. And so I'll continue now. My intent for writing was to tell stories and experiences to establish credibility. I had heard um, someone say, and I don't remember who it was, that it used to be if you were in business for yourself or an entrepreneur, that when you met somebody, you handed them a credit card. (laughs) Now you hand them a book, (laughs) okay? here This this proves that I'm credible. Here's my real life story, right? Uh, The business card isn't enough anymore. And so I was in the middle of writing a novel, which has taken a lot longer, and I need to get back into the it's done, but I need to get back into the final review of it and any changes that I need to make before I publish it. but it's it's a much more intense work. And while that was in in process, and I had this time on my hands, I thought, well, why don't I just write write a book about the history of of automotive and and break it down. Uh, as far as my business life. So that's kind of why I started writing it was, you know, at least I'll be able to have something to say, I actually did all this stuff. If if you don't know if I am actually a car guy or if I've actually been through some of these things, I, I don't have to try and prove it. I can just say, read my book. <laughs> there you go. Along the way, I was challenged to use my stories to help others. These are my stories, but they're stories framed in a way that either promote me, help the reader, or both. After careful review, this book's focus is not on my personal feelings or emotions, but rather on specific things learned from others in my life. My hope is this book stimulates decisive action, personal development begins with a change of mind or a change of heart. Each of us as individuals Must decide what we will do with our lives. We can choose the destination or just go along for the ride. My personal business career and most of my adult life has been spent in the automotive industry. And I mentioned that before. Life could have been successful outside the car business, but it's where the journey has taken me. The lessons learned about business and myself may help others learn and avoid some of my, well, (laughs) some of my pitfalls. And Hey, here's the thing. This is really important. I'm still learning. And the markers in this book also apply to me. More important is the hope, and this is from the heart, that you are inspired, motivated, and moved to take action to improve your life, your leadership skills, and your relationship with others. If you happen to discover a few spiritual things along the way, all the better. And now I'm gonna share a little bit about my, uh, a pretty important part of my life. I'm still an ordained minister, by the way, but um, I give you a sneak peek here by saying, as an ordained minister, it seems strange for me to end up in a business where salespeople are regarded as only more honest than members of Congress. While I was writing the book, I noted one recent poll has salespeople below politicians, at the bottom of the honesty rung of the ladder. And by the way, that's pretty interesting because since COVID, one of the most important things that has changed in the automotive industry and everybody's gravitating to it because they realize they don't have any choice whether they like it or not, and that is transparency. So um, 10 years from now, people might read this book and go, dishonesty in the car business? What are they talking about? (laughs) But it's been that way since the days of horse trading. So here's a little insight into me. My heart has been torn by feelings of a call to ministry or something outside the automotive industry. Not that my calling is to pastor a church, but ministry can happen in many places. Building homes for the needy, providing food for the hungry, and helping care for the sick, They're all examples of ministry. And people have told me, what better place to make a difference than in an industry where light is needed? But sometimes I felt like it's a lost cause. Now, the individual people certainly are not the problem. Most of the people that I know in the car business are exceptional human beings. It's the institutions, the philosophies, and the culture of the automotive industry that makes it challenging. So I've kind of thought perhaps my best efforts are suited to helping individuals within the system do the best they can by making the most of every minute of every day. I am grateful to so many people who have encouraged and continue to support me and provide opportunities for me to learn and grow. And as I've mentioned already, the auto industry can be both a beacon of light or a messenger of darkness to consumers and to their people. I've worked for companies whose leaders care deeply about doing the right thing for their employees and their customers, and also for others whose leaders made every decision based on a profit loss statement or political posturing in order to save their jobs. Now, from my days at a local Chevron station to working in dealerships and for automotive OEMs, which are manufacturers. The stories in the book are meant to inspire, encourage, and promote change where there are opportunities. And nobody's perfect. We never arrive. The criticisms related to unnamed individuals, companies, or strategies expressed here are those where reflection is needed for everyone involved, and let me say this real clearly, including me. Setbacks in my personal and professional life have caused me to change course several times in my career, A recent private study has me meditating on the idea of, and I'll quote here, making the crooked straight. Hopefully others will benefit as a result of my experiences and as a result of either reading the book or if you're listening to this podcast. Now, each of us brings our baggage to the journey. Not everyone understands our experiences and the details are often misinterpreted or taken out of context. One thing is for sure, we all need to continue to learn and grow personally and professionally. Right now, the world is still in the middle of COVID-19 and people are scared. Food and other supplies have been hoarded because folks don't know what to do. Many are rebelling against wearing masks and that complicates things. And even now, the whole uh, issue of the vaccine is a concern, whether or not the mandates are legal, there's court. Battles going on with that. Well, we as a human race are really ill prepared to handle a crisis of this magnitude. We have valued personal rights or financial and corporate success over the fundamentals of humanity, which are otherwise prioritized by a life of faith, love, hope in God, and service to our fellow human family. Sadly, this lack of focus on caring for others' personal needs has been transferred. To the business world and most corporate philosophies. In Simon Sinek's book, The Infinite Game, Sinek masterfully explains how the business world has moved from having a just cause to existing to further their stock value and market share. And while we've never met, nor do I know anything about Simon Sinek's attitude towards spiritual things, the principles he espouses are consistent with attitudes of faith and loving others. I encourage you to read his books. Now, we have been thrust into a culture war as well. The tragic and brutal death of George Floyd, an African-American man, rekindled a problem our society has left unchecked at the hand of a police officer. It's a tragedy that it took nearly 100 years following the Declaration of Independence and the death of over half a million men and women who fought in the U.S. Civil War to put a legal end to slavery. It's even more tragic that after another 145 years, all peoples are not treated equally here in the United States. Racism isn't a phenomenon exclusive to America, though some are pushing that narrative. There's a lot of work to do and we all should choose to participate. You'll learn about the philosophies that have proven to help me and other individuals and companies improve relationships with their people, their clients, And their bottom line here in this book, if implemented faithfully and consistently, these philosophies promote a positive culture in business, at home, and in society. These include things that I'll share in the book, like the Saturn values, the fish philosophy, and biblical texts. Each of these applies to how we should treat others and how we should lead in our lives. And finally, the leadership of others. The book is organized into 52 miles and markers, so you can take a week if you like. A marker is a metaphor for those moments of truth and experience where something significant happens or can happen. It's where and when we can make a difference and where things change, where and when we can have an impact. And by the way, you'll find that there are things called side streets meaning that there's more than 52 chapters, but there are 52 markers and 52 miles in reverse order. (laughs) Now there are statements after each section to encourage you to think and process how these lessons impact you. The Bible says, quote, test all things and hold on to that which is good, end quote. So if it's right for you, use it. If not, move on. Now, it's my hope that everyone reading this understands the power you have to make a difference in this world. While we may fall into the category of mammals, humans are not relegated to behaving solely on instinct. We have the freedom to choose how we will act toward one another. Personal sovereignty is our heritage as imagers of God Almighty. You can choose your attitude, how much time and money to invest in educating yourself, whether or not you'll put the needs of others ahead of your own and what you will do with the information you read in this book. You can take it or leave it. The emotions or attitudes generated by the words on these pages and how you react to them are your responsibility. Here is wishing you all the best of success in anything and everything you choose to do. And that's the introduction to the book. Um, From here, I start out with what's called setting the tone for the miles and the markers. And it really gives you a little insight into uh, my life in baseball growing up and some of the things that I experienced and some of the really important things that set a tone for me personally in life Uh, how i was raised my mom being an entertainer my dad being uh, really a sports nut and and wanting me to become a professional baseball player and uh, how that set the tone for what became a career in education and in training so i think i'm going to stop there for this podcast the inaugural podcast And say once again, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you will join me next time for the setup story and mile marker number one. Thanks for listening, everyone, and God bless.